This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 443. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 443. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mamas. Happy Monday. I hope you're doing well. I will tell you, (laughs) I'm recording this on a hard day in the middle of a hard week. I've known the last two weeks actually would be really just big, heavy weeks in terms of my responsibilities and the things that I needed to get done. And I knew that I was going to feel spread thin because I'm used to being able to kind of buffer big weeks with, you know, having a house to myself and having a child in school and all those kinds of things. And that I knew that wouldn't be the case right now. And so we just finished up the Shameless MomCon Collective, which was, oh my gosh, so, so amazing and so much fun and just such a beautiful experience. And I'll very likely do a recap of that probably on next week's episode, but we finished that up and that was all of last week. And so that was an amazing, amazing week, but it also required a ton of my attention. I will say someone asked me halfway through the week. So last week, not only did I have, I had everything for Shameless MomCon, but then, so which included, you know, multiple days of speakers. I also had my Tenacious Mamas final retreat for my first year Tenacious Mamas. So shout out to all my first year Tenacious Mamas. You are amazing. I adore you. I love you. I miss you already. And so that was at the end of the week. And then I also helped some other friends and colleagues out by doing some 
virtual talks and speaking engagements for other people's events. And so it was just a week full of having to show up. And I will say someone asked me on, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday of the week, they were like, how are you doing? Like, this is a big week. You have to really show up a lot this week. And I was like, I will tell you, I'm doing great. Like I am doing all the things that are in my zone of genius right now. I'm doing all the things I'm really good at right now in terms of teaching and coaching and showing up to serve and be supportive and share, you know, the things that I know to be true with moms, um, step into my leadership in order to let other mamas see how they can step into their leadership. So it was a really, really amazing week. But then I also knew that, you know, every time I got done speaking and recording something or recording something for someone else's event, I was like running upstairs to check on Vinny and seeing what was going on. And this week is similar. This week, I'm actually attending a three-day virtual event. And so I'm in this position of attending and just feeling spread thin around like wanting to get as much as I can out of it, but also needing to get my own work done and also needing to be attentive to my child that is, you know, running wild in the household. So it's all those things, right? And this is where we're at right now. And there's weeks where it feels like I have adapted and I'm doing great. And like, I have been able to figure out and learn how to manage this life that we're living right now. And then there's other weeks where I'm just like, oh my gosh. I don't feel like I have it figured out yet. And I should, right? And this is, again, I keep going back to like, this is so much like newborn land, like where one week you're like, I got it. And then there's like sleep regression and you're like, nope, don't got it. So that's where we're at right now. Like I'm a little bit in this like, nope, don't got it zone. And of course, Vinny's getting less attention as I'm having to work a lot more the last couple of weeks. And there's ramifications for that. I'm sure you all know, like as soon as you start giving your child less attention, then they do things to try to attract your attention. <laughs> So we are in all of that. I just spent like the last 20 minutes upstairs and he actually put himself down for a nap, but it was like 4.45 in the afternoon. I was like, dude, you can't take a nap right now because you will be awake all night. And so I had to like go up and turn all of his stuffed animals into puppets and like put on a performance in the middle of his bedroom to wake him up in a friendly and warm way that was funny and engaging to him versus like me just telling him he couldn't take a nap, which I knew would just make him mad. So that's where I'm coming from. I just did a puppet show, which is my least favorite thing to do right up there with building forts. And But he's awake. I was like, hey, wake up, play some video games. Let's go. Come on. So that's where we're at today. And I just wanted to share that with you in case that gives you some hope that you are not alone. We're going to have hard days. And also, and this again, reminds me so much more of newborn land. Whenever there was hard days or this, a hard phase, it always felt really heavy to me because I felt like, oh my gosh, this is just how it is now. It's going to be this way forever. And what I found was just when I felt like I couldn't be stretched any more thin, like I felt like I couldn't have one more day that was as hard as the day before, something would get better. And I found the same thing to be true during this phase of life as well. Like when I have multiple days in a row that just feel completely overwhelming and exhausting with everyone being in my household and virtual learning and trying to work with a lot of interruptions and all those things. And just when I feel like I can't do another day like this, then the next day is a little bit better. And that's where we're at. So I know now, I know that tomorrow is going to be better because I know that I've earned a good day. Like there's got to be a day that's going to surprise and delight coming right up. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to manifest that that's going to be tomorrow's day. So wherever you're at, just know that you're not alone and that we are definitely, we are all coping with a lot of things right now on a lot of different levels. And I know that there's people coping with much bigger things than me. And then there's some of you who are like smooth sailing and I hope you're just getting a good laugh out of my story. So I want to talk about our shameless mom of the week. So I went in to look 
at reviews and I have to say I needed like a little boost today and I got one. So I went in to check out my Shameless Mom reviews and I look at this. This is how I pick Shameless Mom of the Week. I go into Apple Podcasts and I go in and look to see what are the new reviews, how has the show impacted other moms, and it's always makes it fills me with joy and pride and makes me so so happy. But I loved this one and it was just sometimes you get the review that you need right when you need it the most and this was one of those ones. So this is from Miss Macy and she says one word magical. This podcast, where do I start? Sarah is so good and has the most amazing podcast. She encourages reflection and promotes dialogue on a range of topics. Most difficult or sensitive subjects that every woman, mom, woman, or human goes through. I've been listening to this podcast for two and a half years, and it has brought magic, inspiration, and realization to my life. The relationships I choose are better. My career is better than ever. And most of all, my purpose is clear. She also has the best group on Facebook of encouraging and inspiring women. Thank you, Sarah and team for everything you do for our community. So thank you, Miss Macy. I want to know what your actual name is, because if you're in the Facebook group, I probably know who you are. So let me know. Send me a message. I just really, really appreciate this message. And I so love to hear that through listening to the show, your relationships are better, your career is better, and that you have a more clear sense of purpose. And so for those of you who are maybe new to the show and you're listening in and you're like, I don't know, is this for me? This is what you have to look forward to. If you listen and you learn and you apply the things that we talk about on the show, you will find that your relationships get better and that your career path gets better and that your purpose becomes more clear. These are things that I hear over and over and over again, and I really needed to hear them today. So thank you, Miss Macy. I so appreciate you. And you are Shameless Mom of the Week. Congratulations. Any of you want to nominate yourself for Shameless Mom of the Week? All you need to do is go to shamelessmom.com slash review, which drops you into the our Apple podcast portal. And you just scroll down and you can rate the show. There's one to five stars. So you rate the show and then you click on the button that says write a review and leave me a few sentences and let me know how the show has impacted you. And you might be the next Shameless Mom of the Week. So again, you can do that at shamelessmom.com slash review. All right. So let's dig into our content. I'm going to tell you, this is a bit of a sneak peek. So we're going to talk about three ways to reboot your body right now. And this is actually a sneak peek into Momentum Mamas. This was actually our theme for the whole last month in Momentum Mamas. And I'm going to give you three touch points around this because I think it's super important information. You don't get the deep dive because the deep dive is for Momentum Mamas in our membership community. And those are our paying members and they get you know a much deeper dive into all of the content that we talk about on the show. And every month we have a theme and we do a deep dive into the theme and we apply it in multiple ways. And it's always really, really transformative and fun and gives us a lot of opportunities to have connection and conversation in that membership community. But because of the phase that we're in right now, I wanted to bring you this content because I think it's really important for where we're at. And so this theme of rebooting your body it's funny because when we started this content in Momentum Mamas, someone was like, I was a little worried that this was going to be about diet culture. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> like this is not how to lose 10 pounds in a pandemic. Like, so if that's what you're looking for, you're going to have to go find another podcast. This is not at all about that. What this is about is that I have a strong sense that there were many of us, myself included, who at the beginning of all of this thought, oh, things are changing for a short amount of time. So basically, it's kind of like we have a few snow days. 
And this is really how I felt like it started because for us, I'm in Seattle. So for us, actually, a lot of this started earlier than in the rest of the country. We got notified that like pretty much everything is shutting down and schools are closed for two weeks, which very much felt like a snowstorm that we had last February in February of 2019, in which everything closed down for about like 10 days. And so I was like, oh, it's going to be like last year with a snowstorm. So like, we're just going to have lots of snacks and do puzzles and stay up late and drink more wine and like all the things that you do for a snow day, right? Like it's a little bit vacation mode. And there's this feeling of like, I'm just going to relax in terms of my habits that really fuel me and let some things go, which is fine, except for when that becomes a lifestyle that no longer serves you. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And so what I've found in quarantine, as quarantine has been extended over and over and over by many counties and states, is that we, some of us are still living in this state of like perpetual snow day that is not serving us. So what that might look like for you is staying up later than usual, skipping routines that work for you around like working out and getting in movement. It might be skipping other routines that really work for you in terms of like meditation and journaling, because we just don't have as much time to ourselves because we have households that never leave the household, right? (laughs) It might look like having way more treats, like having ice cream every night and making baked goods with your kids and then eating all the baked goods and doing things that just like make you feel tired and sluggish and do not fuel you in terms of keeping you energized and keeping you really clear headed. It might look like not having any time to yourself to actually rest and do restorative activities. That's part of taking care of your body. And we don't have a lot of that right now. And that really impacts our mental health. It might look like numbing out and coping skills that really don't work for us. And that would look like things like over consuming social media and 
Netflix and like staying up super late at night, just scrolling, 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 or watch like binge watching TV at the expense of our sleep and our rest, or using social media as an escape, but it's actually really compromising us from a mental health perspective. So this means like you're scrolling and seeing things on social media that are actually really triggering to you and exhausting to you and frustrating to you. It's not like stuff that's lighting you up and inspiring you. Instead, it's things that are political or hard and heavy in nature that are actually really compromising your mindset and your mental health. And it might look like things like binge eating sugar or over drinking and things that where you're fueling or numbing yourself in ways that really don't fuel you. So you're using numbing as an escape. And that often shows up in the form of overeating or emotional eating, over consuming sugar and over consuming alcohol. So those are all things that like in the context of like, you know, a snow day, maybe not a big deal, even in the context of, you know, a two week vacation, not a big deal. But here we are, over two months in, and these kinds of habits can really accumulate to a place that is no longer healthy for us. And so this is what inspired us in Momentum Mamas to do this Reboot Your Body challenge and Reboot Your Body as a theme for the month of May, because I think we need to get back to our habits that really work for us and really own like some of the things that we're doing right now are not working. We need to own that. And then what do we need to get back to that we know works for us? And so I will tell you, like in those first couple of weeks of the pandemic, I was staying up later. I was sleeping in later. I was kind of compromising on my morning routine in certain ways, not getting up till Vinny got up. And that really, after a couple of weeks, I was like, this is not working. Like it felt great for five days. And I was like, this is not working. This is actually creating a lot of anxiety during the day because I'm not starting off my day on my own terms. I'm starting off my day in reactive mode, reacting to what this child needs instead of doing my thing, getting up before everyone else, having some time to myself, which is hard in the moment when I get out of bed, but it makes for such a better day. So we broke up the content in Momentum Mamas into three different ways to reboot your body. And I'm going to share those three things with you tonight. So the first thing we talked about was rebooting your nutrition and looking at how are you fueling your body from a nutrition standpoint. And again, this is not about diet culture. This is not about like trying to lose weight in a pandemic. It's not about being hypercritical of your food habits. It's about looking at what fuels you and what does not fuel you. And so like I will be the first to admit, and I shared this recently on a call. So at Trader Joe's, I've gotten a few extra treats during the pandemic, just as like fun things for Vinny, which of course, if it's fun for him, then I'm like, I should, you know, indulge as well. And so one of those things is getting JoJo's, which are like Trader Joe's version of Oreos. So a few mornings ago, I reached in the cupboard to get something and I saw the JoJo's. I'm like, I'm just going to dip one in coffee to see what it tastes like. So I pull out a JoJo and then the peanut butter was already on the counter open. I was like, huh, I wonder if it's a total delight to spread some peanut butter on top of a JoJo, which again is the same as an Oreo and have that while you're drinking coffee. I should probably do some research and find out. So I tried it and I'll let you know as a community service PSA for all of you. It's amazing. It's as good as it sounds. So you don't need to try it to find out because then the next morning I was like, hmm, do I need to have that again? So there's things like that where we're just like indulging in delight and no big deal. But like if I were to be doing that five times a day, that would no longer be fueling me, right? So I don't want to like at all let it sound like we're not doing anything indulgent or we're not enjoying ourselves because we definitely are. 
But I also know for me that if I were to have like five Oreos a day that I would, especially in the morning, I would like totally crash. I'd be super cranky and tired by 2 p.m. It would really negatively impact me. So I'm not doing that. I'm being really conscientious. I also know in the evening, if I overeat in the evening and go to bed really full, I also know that I have a hard time going to sleep. I'm more likely to wake up. Same thing with alcohol before bed. So I can have a drink before dinner or with dinner. But if I drink after dinner, it really impacts my sleep. So really looking at what fuels you from a nutrition standpoint and what doesn't. And so I've been pretty consistent on like having a little indulgence here and there, but not integrating daily habits that are numbing out habits around food or overconsumption of things that are going to make me feel really tired, really cranky, really edgy, really like hyper one minute and crashing the next, those kinds of things, because I know that doesn't serve me in the long run. So again, like, you know, on a vacation or on a three days, you know, a long weekend or snow day, it's totally different than when we're looking at the habits established over the course of a couple of months. So I want you to think about what are the habits around your nutrition that are not serving you. There might be some things that you adopted early on in this pandemic where you're like, hmm, like, I know I'm not at my best when I do this. I know I'm not at my best if I skip breakfast or if I just have like a pop tart for breakfast instead of a couple eggs, like something with some protein and some sustenance to it. So looking at those kinds of habits, I'm not here to give you a diet or a nutrition protocol. So I'm not going to get super specific around that because I want you to listen inward and look at what do you know works for you and what do you know doesn't work? Like we've all been around long enough to know what works for us and what doesn't, what gives us energy and what drains our energy in terms of how we fuel our body. Another big one for me is water. I recognized in the first couple of weeks of this pandemic that I was just so busy throughout the day that I wasn't drinking any water. And again, by 3 p.m., I was just like toast. So I've gotten to had to reintegrate water into my routines because my typical pattern or habits around drinking water were kind of disrupted with, again, having a household full of people just in my way all the time. This episode is supported by my very own 15 minute manifest. So in this episode, we're talking about how to reboot your body, which means rebooting your habits. And one of those things is rebooting your morning routine. And so I'm such a huge, huge advocate for having a morning routine that serves you for the entire day. And this doesn't have to take a long time. So I put together a free resource for you, my 15 minute manifest. Thousands of moms all over the world have been using this now for quite a while. And you can adapt this morning practice in a lot of different ways. But if you are someone who knows that you need to get started or thinks you might benefit with starting a morning routine, this is a great way to get started. So the 15 minute manifest is a 15 minute resource that you can use in the morning or a 15 minute framework you can use in the morning to kick your day off and be able to step into a powerful place every day, feel like you have control over the day, feel like you really get to design your day. And here's the deal. If you don't have 15 minutes, that's okay. You can actually whittle this down to make it even shorter. I think ideal is 15 minutes or even longer. I'll be honest, I spend like an hour doing this because I just am kind of obsessed with the process that works for me. But even if you take only five minutes, this can be a game changer. So if you go to shamelessmom.com slash 15mm, so shamelessmom.com slash 15mm for a 15 minute manifest, you will get this free download. And in this free download, you're going to get my 15 minute routine that fuels your entire day. You're going to get the exact tools and resources that I use to start every day feeling energized and exhilarated. 
You're going to get three essential questions you need to ask yourself every morning. I'm going to give you 10 five-minute workout options to just get your body moving for five minutes. Super simple. And I'm going to give you my top 20 book recommendations. So these are all just little things that can have big impact to help you kick off the day right. This is my simple formula to help you stop dreading your day and start turning your dreams into reality through three simple steps that you can implement first thing in the morning. So go to shamelessmom.com slash 15mm to get your free 15-minute manifest. So the next piece of this is looking at rebooting your booty. So I want you to think about movement. How are you incorporating movement during this time? So I know that many of us lost the opportunity to go to the gym. We've lost routines around exercise and movement. And that can really have us suffering from energy perspective, from a mental health perspective. It can really, really impact us in so many ways. And so you all know me, like I'm someone who works out six days a week and I'm lucky enough that I was already someone who was working out from home. So my workout schedule has not been impacted at all by this. But if you are someone who had a routine where you were going to bar class three days a week or CrossFit three days a week, or you were in a running group that met, you know, and did training runs every so often, If those things have been taken away from you, what are your replacement habits? Or if you just found that because you have more things going on in the household, you haven't been able to stick to your home workouts or whatever your workout system was, what is the impact of that? And really looking at what does that mean for you? So I will tell you, I've been sticking with my morning workouts as usual, and I've added walking really consistently, one to three walks a day. So what I'm doing is I'm walking after I do my workout during the time when I would normally take Vinny to school, I go for a 20 minute walk. And it's literally like exactly during the time when I would normally take him to school. Like I'm gone from eight to eight twenty every morning. And I will tell you what that does for me is it gives me space and clarity. And I will tell you, it's also a time for entertainment. So I often, when I'm doing that, I'm getting up between 5.30 and 6. I'm working. I'm getting in my workout. I'm doing my morning routine around like journaling on my top three to five things I need to do each day to move the needle. So those early mornings are highly focused times. And then I know once Vinny's up, like it's on for the day, right? And so what I'm doing is during that 8 to 8.20 window, My husband gives him breakfast and gets him started on his first video of the day for distance learning. And I go out and do my walk and I'm often listening to like nothing related to where I'm either listening to music or I'm listening to podcasts that are just like total fun, pure entertainment kinds of things. Like I'm not there to learn things. I'm not there to like, quote unquote, be working. I'm there for like my free time. This is like my free time. And sometimes I will also do that on a sunny day, oftentimes Vince and Vinny will go for a bike ride in the afternoon and I will do another walk during that time or get on the Peloton. Because again, it's helping me feel like I can have a place to go and escape and a place to process. So that's been huge for me. So I want you to think about what has movement looked like for you during this time and is it serving you or not? Are your habits around movement serving you or not? So reboot your booty. It's not about like doing hardcore workouts or working out for two hours a day. It's really about like how can movement positively impact you during this time? And is that something you've kind of put on the back burner that maybe you need to bring to the forefront? Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I know that when we decide to take movement out, often our mental health suffers and our physical health suffers, but our mental health suffers first. So we don't really notice it until we're a little ways in where we're like, I feel really lethargic. I feel not motivated. I just am not super into things. I feel like I don't have any time to myself. I don't feel super inspired. When we're getting in routine movement, whether it is yoga or walking, or if it's hard, high intensity workouts or CrossFit workouts, or like getting on the Peloton and sweating it out, like in a big way, all of those things have a biochemical reaction for us. And so whether it is allowing us to blow off steam or allowing us to process in different ways or allowing us to just open up and have space, all of that matters. So I want you to look at movement and where do you need to bring movement back in? Is it 10 minutes of stretching when you get up in the morning? Is it 10 minutes of like getting your kids outside? I've made Vinny go running with me a couple times. He does not love it, but I will tell you, we are always laughing by the time we get home. (laughs) So you may or may not be able to do this on your own. If you can do it on your own, more power to you. If you have to bring kids and involve them, bring kids and involve them. But where are you getting that movement to get the endorphins rushing, to give yourself that space to open up, to stretch, to be expansive, or to just process and think and like do something hard? There's so much to be said for movement. And remember, motion processes emotion and getting physical, changing your physical state will also change your mindset and your attitude. So when you're having a really hard day, change your physical state, go for a quick run, go for a little walk, do some sun salutations, like do 50 jumping jacks, have a 10 minute dance party. All those things actually matter. Movement really matters in big ways. So build it into the day in a way that's really automatic. So for me, I habit pair 
And this is a concept I got from Gretchen Rubin. She talks about it in Better Than Before, in her book, Better Than Before. So I habit pair exercise. So habit pairing is when you take two habits or more and you put them together in a clump so that you are triggered when you do one, then you automatically do the other. So you might have this around like a bedtime routine, like you wash your face and you brush your teeth. Like those things just go together, right? When you do one, it triggers the other. You might have this around taking your vitamins in the morning. Like you eat your breakfast, you take your vitamins. So there's all sorts of ways we kind of naturally integrate this into our lives without realizing that. But you might look at how are you, can you habit pair movement if it's not something you're currently doing? My habit pairing with movement is it's built into my day with my morning routine. So I get done doing the few things that I do in the morning in terms of my quick little journaling stint, my quick little reading. And then I know the next thing I do is I go into that workout and it's just super automatic. It's not everyday thinking about like, where am I going to fit it in? And what if I can't? And where does it go? And I don't know. It's just super, super automatic and super simple. And for me, that makes it so that it always happens. Another thing I've been doing is I have a call every Monday. We have Monday call with my Momentum members and I get off that call and I get on the Peloton for 20 minutes. And it's just super automatic. I don't even think about it. And so that makes a huge difference for me to have exercise be something that's really built in, that's really automatic and automated. So I'm not thinking about like, when am I going to fit it in? What if I don't fit it in today? And if I don't do it today, should I do it tomorrow? Like I'm not negotiating in my head because that's a lot of mental fatigue. So I'm not negotiating in my head where it's going to fit. I just plug it somewhere and it consistently happens at that time so that I'm not thinking about it and not having that mental gymnastics. That makes a big, big difference. So I would say that for anything I'm talking about right now where you can be habit pairing and you can make things automatic and have a mental mindset around that, I want to say automaticness, (laughs) around that regularity and that routine makes such a big difference. Okay. Then the third part is rebooting your sleep and your rest. And those are actually two really different things. And this might be fascinating and surprising to you that these are two different things. So sleep is like, and I'm classifying this in my own way. I'm not saying this isn't like a psychologist or doctor's classification here. This is just Sarah's way of talking about it, but I think it makes sense. And I think it'll make sense to you. So sleep is like what you do when you get to bed at night, right? Sleep is this hugely restorative activity. And so when we look at sleep, it's like, what are your evening habits? What are your bedtime habits that allow you to go to bed at a reasonable hour, to fall asleep in a reasonable amount of time and get a reasonable amount of sleep? And I'm someone who's struggled with sleep my entire life. So this is not always easy. This can be very hard for me. So I'm pretty hyper aware of my habits around all of this because sleep is so important to me. And if I'm not sleeping well, if I'm having a big cycle of troubled sleep, my anxiety goes way up and I am just kind of a mess. And I'm not a lot of fun to be around. Like I'm very impatient with my family and nobody wins, right? So looking at sleep and looking at sleep habits and being honest with yourself about like, where are you falling short? Because you're in this like kind of vacation-y mindset around sleep that's no longer serving you. And then the other part of that is where can you build some more sleep back in? And on top of sleep. So sleep is one example of a restorative activity. There are a whole bunch of other restorative activities that are super important right now. So where are you resting that is not sleep at night? And this is where I think so many of us are really struggling is that it's not just that sleep might be suffering, that we have such a lack of opportunity for restorative activities because of our conditions right now. So you might be an essential worker and you are working full time, which is super stressful if you're an essential worker, because you just have all these added layers of protection that you need to be acutely aware of. And I'm sure that I'm not in that position, but I would just imagine that there's a level of exhaustion that is just 
unmatched because of all the heightened awareness you have to have in order to stay safe on the job right now. So there's that piece. But then when you get home from being an essential worker and being so careful and conscientious all day, then having to tend to a family, that's obviously, that's a lot, right? And then if you're at home right now and working from home, you have a whole level of overwhelm and lack of time to do restorative things that you would maybe otherwise have. Because if you are not at your desk, quote unquote, working, you're busy doing stuff with kids and distance learning, right? And then there's stay-at-home moms who maybe don't typically or work or moms who don't have jobs outside of the home who are used to being at home. And this would be my situation. You're used to being at home, but you're not used to having everybody at home with you. So you have no time to yourself. So there's this whole range of impact around restorative activities where most, if not all of us are missing out right now, where we're missing out on, I think of my friend who has three kids under like ages seven and under. And right now, you know, she's used to having one kid in full-time school, one kid in part-time school, and then just one at home who still naps a lot. And when they're all three at home, that totally changes the game, right? And so her opportunities for restorative activities are totally different and way more limited than before. And that's across the board. Like no matter what your situation is, we just all have different opportunities and very limited opportunities for restorative activities. So restorative activities would be sleep at night, of course, but it would also be like just time to yourself. Like driving home from work is probably a restorative activity for many of us that we didn't even know where we have this opportunity to like decompress from our day at the office and then prepare ourselves to walk into the household in like the next part of our day. Another restorative activity might be like eating lunch by yourself. I know that I love eating lunch by myself. And right now I'm eating lunch with a seven-year-old every day. And sure, some days it's cute and fun. And other days it's so annoying. (laughs) It is so annoying. I'm like, I just want to be like eating my lunch and watching my Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live by myself. And that's not happening. I'm like instead sitting and talking about Minecraft and Legos and all sorts of things with a seven-year-old every single day. So my lunchtime is no longer restorative at all. In fact, it's like the most chaotic part of my day right now. So looking at that piece where you're missing out on restorative time there, there's also a lack of restorative time on the weekend because we can't go anywhere and do anything. And this is changing, I know, depending on where you're living. But I know like for me last weekend, and I've done this a couple of times, I took like the better part of a day to sit and work on a thousand piece puzzle because it was so mentally freeing to me and brought me so much joy. And I know that's not everyone's thing, but it was a huge restorative activity for me. So recognizing what are the restorative activities that you can be doing because you need restorative activities, whether that is having time to watch shows that you like that your your family doesn't care about, having time to go grocery shopping by yourself, having time to be in the kitchen. Like right now, making dinner is a restorative activity if I can be in the kitchen by myself. So what are the restorative activities that you can indulge in as a necessity, not an indulgence, but that feel indulgent. So for me, like sitting and doing a puzzle for a few hours on Sunday, that feels very indulgent and it is so restorative. So it might be playing a game on your phone. It might be playing, it might be working on a puzzle. It might be doing a crossword puzzle. It might be doing coloring. I have a good friend who's totally gotten into adult coloring books during this time. And she's like loving listening to podcasts and coloring. So it might be baking. It might be cooking. It might be organizing a closet. It might be just like anything that you could do that's on your own in your household, or it might be getting out of your household and doing things. So for me, walking is a restorative activity, going to the store and being able to like get out. I mean, as long as it's not a super crowded store, that's actually a restorative activity to be able to drive somewhere and have time to myself. So where are you getting those restorative activities? So to recap, 
three things I want you to be thinking about with rebooting your body right now. Rebooting your body is looking at how do I function most optimally? How can I fuel myself in a way that allows me to feel good and to feel powerful and to feel like I'm able to manage my energy and my emotions and manage myself throughout the day so that I can be enjoying my days and not feeling like I'm in a hyper reactive or hypersensitive space all day. So number one is rebooting your nutrition and getting really clear around what habits fuel you and what ones don't when it comes to nutrition. And that would include alcohol. Number two is rebooting your booty. Where can you be using movement to energize you and to give yourself the mental space that you need and to allow you to process emotion? And number three is rest, sleep and restorative activities. How are you using sleep and restorative activities to manage your mental and physical health? Okay. Super, super important that we're looking at all three of those. And we're at a place in this pandemic where we need to be moving past like these I'm indulging and being on vacation mode kind of mentalities and really looking at how am I existing in this prolonged state in a way that serves me in a way that fuels my needs and my goals, my rest and my health, my mental health and my physical health, right? So I hope this was helpful. I definitely want you to share this out. I appreciate you being here. And no matter what you are doing to take care of yourself, know that I know that you are doing the best you can. And I want to encourage you to give yourself credit for doing really hard work in the last couple months and also owning that there might be a couple of things you could do 1% better that would make a big difference. And sometimes it's just that 1% that makes all the difference to make today just a little bit better than yesterday. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. 
Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.